Hey, good morning, Monstropolis. It's now 5 after the hour of 6 a.m. in the big monster city. Come on! Let's get pumped! I'm not drinking any fucking Merlot! What can I say? The camera loves me. Shall we begin? After you, Junior. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Locked at episode number 25. Uh, we're here to talk about coming-of-age movies. Uh, very exciting stuff. Uh, this panel is a, very different than the one that we advertised earlier on the Facebook page, but that's okay because we got some good people here to talk about some movies. Starting with Caleb Boatman. Caleb, how are you? I'm um, I'm good. I'm here. Uh, I'm I had a good day. You know, I, I had class, but then I, I went to the mall and I had a, I had a fun day. We'll talk. I may or may not talk about it later. Cool. Uh, Spence, you're subbing in for uh, Mr. Coho. How are you doing? Uh, we have very similar opinions, uh, which I think we can all agree on. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing fine. And Zach is here to replace Cody. Zach, how are hey, you? Hey. Um, I'm doing good. I, I'm bringing my mic out of retirement since I, I'm not on camera much these days um, after retiring my pod. So I, I, I'm in my pajamas, which I've been in since my pod. I just haven't left. What what is what is on the pajamas? Bears, bears. Interesting. Like it. I'm gonna get you bears. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy, we're in pulling out pulling out your classic the country bears references. Yeah, don't ruin my coming of age. New co-host. Uh, uh, no, I'll, I'll survive. There's only two more weeks of the show, which is a good reminder. Um, we have next week, um, we are doing, uh, what is it, Boatman? I don't remember. It's sports biopics. Sports biopics. Boatman won't be here, so that'll be me and probably Cody next week for that one. We'll hopefully be here. He's, he's feeling a bit under the weather, so send your good thoughts to Cody. Um, but, yeah, so we'll be doing that. And then the last week of the show will be the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. I believe it's the 29th, I want to say. or the It's either the 29th or the 30th. Um, that will be the final episode of the year. Um, and then we'll take a bit of a break, and then we'll come back next and year. And the final show will be uh, fall movies? Yes, fall movies. Fall, autumnal. And that can be any definition of that. Movies that you know have those fall colors, fall vibes, Thanksgiving-ish movies. Movies that are just um, set in the fall, whatever you want it to be. Gravity, where people fall through space for yes, the whole movie. That could work. Fall, fall that could work. That falls in. Yep. I maybe veto that one, but you know, <laughs> you, they, they we'll, see what, we'll see what happens. A um, couple other things. Very McGuire, because uh, Tom Cruise sings Free Fall. Yeah. That's also true. Um, at the end of the show, if you're still here, uh, we'll be doing a giveaway. I haven't even told Boatman about this. We won't be doing the actual giveaway to, at the end of the show, but I'll be announcing the giveaway um, because I'm a madman and I've done a lot of Black Friday shopping. So I have some digital codes to give out. And on top of it, um, I just picked up. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll announce one of the things now. I just picked up a, this delicious bad boy 
right here. The Middle Earth uh, 31 Disc Ultimate Collector's Edition box set. So what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be giving away and raffling off uh, my old uh, 4K sets uh, for Middle Earth. So uh, and mailing those out to somebody. Uh, so the details on that to come later. Uh, but let's get into the show, starting with uh, our favorite movie that we logged this week. Um, I will kick us off. Um, there were quite a few movies that I watched uh, for trivia this week that are some of my favorites. Um, um, just movies that I really, really enjoy, like Spider-Man 2, uh, stuff like that, that we've talked about at nauseum on the show. So no need to bring those up. But as far as a new watch, um, my new favorite one is actually the Kristen Stewart Spencer uh, went and saw this on Thursday and was really impressed by this. I actually talked to Boatman a little bit about it earlier this week. Um, I didn't remember us talking about it, but fair. We did. I told you to go and see it. But uh, anyway, uh, it's really, really great. Kristen Stewart's phenomenal in the movie. Um, I think this is like, I thought Jackie was fine, but that movie hinges on the performance. Um, and that's about it. This movie is good beyond the performance the performance is the reason to go but i think uh the direction the screenplay i really liked i thought all the performances all around the board were great um this movie looks gorgeous i don't usually look at like the hair and makeup stuff but like in this movie absolutely incredible the hair and the makeup the costumes the production design um I think this movie is going to be a huge Oscar contender. I really, really loved it. Was surprised how much I liked it. So uh, that is my pick. Boatman, uh, since I told you to go see it that you didn't remember, have you gone and seen it? Uh, no, I, I, I don't think it was. it's even playing anywhere near me. Fair enough. That's uh, not true. It's at, a, it's at one that's like 12 miles away, so that's not too bad. I no should go see it sometime. Uh, Zach, have you seen this yet? I have seen it. This was, um, it would have been me stretching because I saw it last Monday, um, but it was almost my pick. So I'm glad I, I watched something um, that I loved last night um, because I, I, I'm i a huge Pablo Lorraine fan. Um, we will bring him up later in one of these topics. Um, but I, I, I'm into his tonal control of the movies because I think it's very unique. Um, it's, a, it's like melodrama, but not in plot. It's melodrama and psyche. Um, the feelings are really felt. The emotions are on the seas, especially in Spencer, um, in, in a way that I don't think we get that heightened anymore. And I still find it really effective. And he really makes these emotional dramas as horror movies. Um, once you get into her mind, it is it's like it makes the um, fucking kingdom. What, what's the fucking palace called? I'm blanking on that. Buckingham? Thank you. Buckingham. It makes Buckingham seem like a haunted palace away just by the, the like kind of the ghost of the past controlling her. Um, in a way, it is a fantastic performance. Um, I will take no Jackie. Hey, even saying it's not as good, not not allowed in it because that's Natalie Portman, um, the best actress of our times, giving the best oh. performance of our times. <laughs> Yikes! Uh, hey. Did you see Spencer? I have actually, uh, and I disagree, but just because I am the opposite of um, of Zach, I'm not a big Pablo Lorraine fan. Uh, I. He, he tends to tell his movies very plotless, which I am infamous for not liking. I think Stewart is fantastic in the role. I love how she, I love how she, how she portrays Diana. 
I think overall the movie's not really for me, though I do love Sean Harris talking about food for most of it. Oh, sure. I could listen to him read off a menu for like hours. Mm -hmm. It was yeah. very calming. Yeah. <laughs> he was I never saw Jackie, but I want to. You you I think you would like it considering it's about it's very part of your life. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's kind of why, you conflicting know. movies in a way. Um, yeah. She still owes me twenty bucks for that. Jeez. Okay, Bowman, uh, what's your favorite movie along this week? <laughs> anyway, uh, my favorite movie along this week is also a 2021 movie that will definitely be an Oscar contender, uh, Belfast. I I expected to like Belfast. I did not expect to love Belfast. I think that, like, like I, I didn't quite... I, I feel like the trailer's almost... Are a little bit misleading in some aspects because I didn't quite understand like the direction this movie is taking. It is very much like you are seeing, you know, the the conflict in Northern Ireland in the late '60s of kind of the the real violence that was going on between the Catholics and the Protestants in that area. But you're seeing it all through the eyes of this child, uh, and. Just the way this film does that without ever feeling manipulative, I think is brilliant. Uh, the cast is all fantastic. Jude Hill, uh, who plays the kid, is really good. Uh, the And the entire family is great. Uh, I think Syrian Hines is the standout of this movie. He just adds so much warmth. Uh, to this film and uh, he, he it's not one of those like flashy upstaging types of performances it's very much one of those supporting performances that just enhances the film and it's just like here we go we're just gonna boost you up a little bit you know he's not look at me he's just like he it's a quiet type of upstaging and i really like that bell i i, I really recommend Belfast. this is the the way that Brana shoots this movie is is fantastic. It looks great. Uh, the tone shifts work really well. There are some really heartwarming moments and some really tense moments and some really funny moments. Please check this one out. It's great. Yeah, this came to my theater last week. Um, I was a little behind, so I saw Spencer instead. So I'm gonna see this tomorrow, probably. Um, after my after I'm done working. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Any movie where Jamie Dornan uh, sings, uh, I, I'm I'm game because after Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar, uh, his beautiful voice in that, and now this, I'm game. Uh, but in all sincerity, I really I really like the trailers. I remember seeing the trailer for this on I want to say Card Counter back in like September, uh, late August maybe whenever that came out and being super intrigued by the trailer and not really knowing uh, what it was. And then I just saw the trailer again before last duel a few weeks ago and Maggie uh, really likes Kenneth Branagh. So we're, we're excited to go check it out. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, Zach, have you seen this yet? Yeah, I watched it last night and um, I, I, before I get anything, I do, I really like it um, on paper. This is like the Zach is Zach movie. Cause I like poor Irish shit like in blue collar, like Brit and Irish, it's like my um, subgenre of choice. Um, but also thematically, I'm really into the idea of like innocence um, being like maintained um, amongst the horrors of the world in the background. Um, I, 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 I'm, but I'm struggling 
I just don't love it as much as I feel like I could have in, in different hands. Um, I think there's some perspective issues. I think Brianna is not fully connected to the kid's perspective that is needed. I think he kind of gets lost into the more dramatic elements and more into the parent's perspective. Where I think the kid's lens kind of gets lost at points, which never hits it like thematically as strong as I think it can be. Um, so I, I'm still doing with it. Maybe when we, I also think I'm really struggling with my, I am struggling with my mood these days. And I think it affected me fully getting involved in the movie, which is unfair to the movie. Um, but I, I'm going to rewatch it and, and see what I can watch. But it, it's a lovely movie, and I'm, I'm glad people are rooting for it. Um, but I'm just, I just I just have some issues. Is it long? No, no it's, it's, it's like, like 95 minutes. 45. No, it's Beautiful. not even. <laughs> Beautiful. That's what I love to hear. Uh, Spence, have you gotten to check this one out yet? Uh, I have. No, not. Sorry, have not. Uh, <laughs> had a stroke. Very okay, <laughs> those are different things. I will say though, uh, at least in my in my mind, it's currently the front runner for, for like winning best picture, and that excites me having not seen the movie yet. So I think when I am going to see it, I'm like, yeah. Don't think about front runner. Just watch the movie to watch a movie because that can fuck with. It's okay to like have that in your mind, just yeah. like in terms of, you know, this is what's going on. If you like the Oscars, that's okay. Yeah, that's fair. I, I not to get off on a total tangent. I'm I see both sides of that argument. Uh, <laughs> I think that I'm, I'm with Zach a little bit more only because there have been so many movies where people have told me like, this is the front runner for this. This is the front runner than that. And I know for like that, if I had seen like a, a perfect example is the favorite is a movie that on paper I should like, should be like my favorite movie of the year. And I thought it was good. Not great. And everyone else was like, Oh, or like three billboards is another really good one. Everyone fucking loves that movie. And I'm just like, yeah, it's good. And I probably would have liked it more if everybody had it told me it was the good Yeah, movie. it messes with your expectations. It also changes the lens that you're like watching in because you're just like judging it based on like these award formulas and criteria rather than letting it wash over you. But so, I agree with both points. I agree with Zach and with Spence. I'm glad people are championing this movie uh, because it seems like a nice little movie. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to watch it. So, um, Zach, we'll move over to you for your favorite uh, movie of the week. Um, yeah, so I, I think this is a, a real hot take because this is off the scene as a trash bomb of a movie that's oh. just like right up my alley and fucking adored. Um, I, I went to the library yesterday, spent two hours there to pick out like 40 movies. I'm just living off library movies. And I watched um, Robert Altman's Popeye. Popeye fucking rules. <laughs> it is so odd. It is nonsense. It is disconnected and, and meandering, and you can't even call it a musical because they're like barely singing. Like the first song, Ron Williams is like kind of mumbling a song that's half coherent. And I'm like, this is like really catchy if they like turn it up. But I think I just fell for the honor so much. Um, I'm really a sucker for the Robert Altman style that I think he really is. Um, somehow mashing into this supposed to be a mainstream you know musical comedy of a beloved cartoon character but it's such a a outsider comedy in a way that robin Altman you know can make um and also it has uh, music by harry nielsen who i'm a really big fan of and i think is almost as much of a creative partner as altman in this as far as i think what shines because it's quirky it's weird they're both people that somehow like gotten to the mainstream and it's so weird that they ever got taken as like a real opportunity to make a blockbuster hit because they're so off kilter and oddball that that i don't know how people took them seriously but i, I think the performances are really fun uh, um the production design is like 
truly amazing and, and enjoyable. And I'm like a classic cartoon nerd as a kid. When everyone else was talking about like SpongeBob and shit, I was like, no, it's fucking about Rocky and Boringle and Popeye. And that's like just where my mind was. I think I just um, have a love for that kind of throwback to it. I think they have a love and a lot of care, especially Robin Williams. I think definitely shows a lot of love for what he's able to recreate in Popeye. And I think there's a lot of attachment. It's, I understand why people hate it. It is messy and sloppy. Um, but I feel like I could watch this every night. It's really enjoyable for me. Uh, I definitely have those movies that I that I really like that that people that people definitely don't. Uh, this is not one of them. Uh, not a big fan. Uh, I saw this in high school, and I remember not enjoying it. But I also don't really. I've never watched the cartoon. Like I don't know much. Of, like I know like what I know from pop culture, and that's about it. So uh, not for me. But uh, Boatman, Popeye. What you think? I've never seen Popeye. Uh, I'm only vaguely familiar with the cartoons to begin with. I think I've seen like one or two just like randomly. I couldn't even tell you the context. Uh, but yeah, nothing against Popeye. I've heard it's just mad though. It's like one of the most famous bombs of all time. But don't, Robert Altman should have ever been given a blockbuster. That's fair. Uh, Spence, have you seen it? I have not seen this one. Okay. <laughs> uh, Spence, what's your favorite movie along this week? <laughs> My favorite movie is one that I finished less than an hour ago. That's Moonrise Kingdom. Uh, I rewatched it for a match I am playing in an hour and a half, and I really like it still. Uh, it's in my top 100. I talked about it then, so I can keep my words pretty short. Uh, it's my favorite Wes Anderson film. It has my two favorite characters in a Wes Anderson film. I think that Sam and Susie are just fantastic. I love. I, I feel like Wes actually captured like young love on camera in a way that I sort of like saw myself at a young age, so it was just really awesome. Plus, I really just love seeing Ed Norton just be like really incompetent and make stupid mistakes. Cause like, oh hey, he's an asshole in the industry, and he's just like, no, he's just a dude with like knee high socks. He's an idiot and gets like a bad ripped off. It's it's just a really good time. Yeah, um, this was one of the last um, movies of his that I got to, um, and I I love this movie. I think it's really really great. I've only seen it once. Um, but I really, really loved it when I saw it. Um, it's one that I definitely need to revisit. And I remember loving Edward Norton in this movie, um, and him being a big standout for me, but the, but the kids being really, really great as well. So I think this is a great pick, uh, Boatman, you just rewatched all these, right? Yeah. Uh, this, this one, I liked it a little bit more than I did when I first saw it. It's still not like top. Anderson for me, but like it's it's four out of five stars, so I, I do really enjoy it. To me, like the third act is where the movie goes down a little bit. Like once like they restart the like escape attempt again, then that's when the, the movie kind of falls off. But everything up to that point is fantastic. Edward Norton for me is like the standout, and honestly, like I give him the nomination that year. I think he is like just perfectly like it's so jarring seeing edward norton just play an absolute dork it's great though he is so much fun well where do we go uh what about you zach yeah i mean i adore wes anderson um i do am slowly trying to rewatch them all for like my fourth and fifth time through um this this is is in the middle tier for me because it it is the first like two-thirds is really lovely and um you know we're talking about coming of age films and i just talked about 
I think Branagh lost the kind of um, child perspective in Belfast, but I think Wes Anderson had perfect connection to teen emotions and, and first love in a way it's really felt and I, I, I think kind of accurate based on what I remember as a horny ass 12 year old. I don't know, but um, it, it, it's a really delightful movie and it has the adult perspectives also handled very seriously and, and you have the kind of faded love um, to contrast with the kind of blooming love. Um, and my standout performance is Bill Murray because I, I mean, I just love Bill Murray, but he has that sad, worn down, down face that's just such the opposite of what the kids are experiencing that I, I think is perfect for what Anderson tried to do. But yeah, the last bit, I think specifically that like actually the church gets a little crazy a little over the top and then some of my like least favorite Wes Anderson design, I think it looks the most artificial of anything he created um that that kind of throws me out for a little bit all right okay cool well let's move on uh to our least favorite movie that we logged this week um i guess i'll go first um i have one that i think is fine but is that the worst um Again, I could I could go on and on about fandom movies, and that's just boring. So you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna break. I think it's Ethan Beller's heart. I think I'm breaking Ethan Beller's heart, if I remember correctly. Uh, I am gonna go with uh, Bill and Ted, uh, Bogus Journey. Oh. Uh, so I watched uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure um, back in like summer of last year before the new one was coming out. And then I just never got around to watching the second or, or the new one, but I found them on sale for black Friday this week. Um, so I picked them up, watched the second one, not a fan. Wasn't for me. I liked the first one too. Um, but yeah, this, this new, the second one just like, wasn't for me at all. Like I thought the whole like robot version of themselves and all that stuff was really stupid and not funny. Um, I did. I did watch Spider-Man 3 today, and that's definitely worse. But I, again, like I said, it's uh, I, I, I could talk about fandom movies in fandom. I don't need to do it here. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. This one just like didn't work for me in the slightest. Um, and I know a lot of people like this one, but I don't know. Did not work for me. Uh, Boatman, have you seen this? No, I haven't, but I don't really like the original that well that much. Fair enough. All right, Zach, what about you? I've seen no Bill and Ted's. Um, the tides are turning on how much I'm interested in watching. I used to have no interest, but I'm starting to. Also, the word bogus needs to be brought back. Fan. Good word. Good. I agree. I agree with that. Uh, Spence, what about you? This movie is, in fact, bogus. Uh, I'm not huge on it. I, I haven't seen it since like high school, but I, I love the first one to death. It's in my all-time favorites list. And I am actively like unimpressed. It's not funny. I don't really care about Bill or Ted in this. All the shit with death is also like boring. Like, I don't understand why it doesn't work as badly as it does. All right. Um, then let's move on. Bowman, your least favorite movie you logged this week. My least favorite movie you logged this week uh, is the worst movie uh, from two directors I really like, the Coen brothers. Uh, I'm going with The Lady Killers. Is it awful? No. I actually think like J.K. Simmons is really good in it. Tom Hanks is really good in it. Irma P. Hall, uh, who plays the, the titular lady, is actually pretty good. The, the problem with this movie can honestly boil down to one performance, which is Marlon Wayans. 
which like how much of this is Marlon Wayans' fault and how much of this is I don't believe that the Coen brothers have actually had more than five minutes worth of conversation with a black person. Like the way the Coen brothers write that character, it feels like a stereotype from like a 90s serial commercial. It's bad. Like he, this is, it's easily some of the worst writing the Coen brothers have ever had. It feels like cartoony at times. And maybe that's the point, but like it, like, I don't know. It just, it feels really off and cringy. And I don't know. It, it just, it makes me uncomfortable at points, to be honest. Um, I also really don't like, oh, what's the guy's name? It's a guy who plays Gary Bertier. Uh, Ryan Don't you dare. Trash what? Gary Bertier, the great Gary Bertier. He's I like Gary him. Bertier, but in this movie, he's bad. He's not he's not good in Lady Killers. Um I I think he's doing something weird. It's just it feels like a lot of hey, let's just all do something goofy for the sake of doing something goofy. I've never seen the original, but I've heard that's great and I want to. Yeah, I've said it a million times on this uh show before. I I'm not the Cohen brothers person. Uh if their movies work for me, they work really well and if they are like even slightly like meh they usually don't work for me at all um yeah I'm, I, I what was the was their last movie buster scruggs yeah yeah did that didn't work for me hail caesar didn't work for me so i'm just like i'm very hit or miss with them and uh i haven't seen this i've been told to stay away from it one day very soon I will get all their movies and I will watch them all so I can actually have an opinion. Uh, but as of right now, I don't really have one. Uh, Zach, what about you? I mean, I kind of like this movie. And Bowman's not wrong that that is like a sour note within the movie. It's his performance. I think specifically, not just the racial aspects, but also just is very conflicting with the tonality of the rest of the movie because they all have a very kind of like outdated feel everything is like this old-fashioned idea of what the south is and he's just so modern in what he's doing that it, it, it fights against everything else that all the other performances are being given in the movie um so it, it just makes it the uncomfortableness of it stick out even like more sore especially comparing it to you know the other black character in the movie Irma P. Halls which is doing a very old-fashioned church performance which can also be deemed a little racially stereotypical um, and its idea of, of a black church woman. Um, but having both those together, it seems like they just did two opposite sides of the stereotypical black coin. Um, that, yeah, definitely is problematic, but I still find the movie as a whole really enjoyable and Tom Hanks rules and I'll watch anything with him. So. Uh, Spence, what about you? I've not seen it. Okay, fair enough. All right. Uh, then Zach, we move on to you for your um least favorite movie you logged this week. Yeah, I mean, I I, I logged a bunch of horrible ass movies because I have been watching along with John Carpenter for the Blank Check podcast, and I'm like, I was gonna get it all fucking done early because I need to get out of this. Um, so I watched like the last five John Carpenter movies in the past week, and it is it was one of the hardest things I had to like watch quickly. It's a lot of trash. Um, and I, I like some of them, like I, I think I just found finding good things and shitty ass movies because I was just so dumb with something other. So I'm like, Ghost of Mars, kind of okay, like Ice Cube, okay. Um, but 
uh fucking vampires this is gonna like destroy me um vampires by john carpenter um with you know everybody's favorite um lean man james woods um the, the very likable um charming guy james woods that you want as your like badass action hero um like as a trained vampire assassin by the church and like he should not be the action hero in in any sense um this is very mild spoiler something happens 10 minutes into the movie um but it gives you a full idea of what the tonality of the movie um is coming through the like big bad that looks up like looks like a high school drama makeup job like it's so bad of how they decorate the main bad vampire um fucking like turns a woman to a vampire by like eating out her vagina that's like like he gives her cunnilingus and then like bites her thigh and she turns into a a vampire. like this okay and honestly like i hated that and like that was the best part of the movie like that's probably like this is also like at least he was doing something weird and the rest just kind of boring and has no ideas it is dumb um, but if you like, Mom, can you come um, pick me up? I want to. Um, is it because we use the word cunnilingus? Uh, if, if you like that, that's your shit. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, I've only, surprisingly enough, like John Carpenter's made a couple of my favorite movies of all time. And yet I haven't seen many, many, many of his films. Uh, this is not one that I have seen. Um, it sounds pretty rough. So not something that I'm super interested in, but uh, the people in Letterboxd in in the community that we follow on the There's log fans. page are all are all in the three to three and a half range. Mike says it's a pretty good fucking movie. Okay, Mike uh, gives nothing lower than yours. Your your lowest. So uh, no, I'm not interested in this. But I, I again, one day will I probably watch it? You sure. I like movies. I'll watch pretty much anything eventually uh, if I have enough time. So thank you, Mike Hanley, for subscribing for four months in a row. Uh, but yeah, uh, Boatman, have you seen this? No. Spence. No. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, all right. Spence, your least favorite movie along with week. I finally watched a bad movie for Logged It. And you know what? I'm sorry, Kelly. Grease 2 is dog shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, I went into this with expectations because you know what? Uh, Will and Bibiani has said that it's better than the original, and I hate <laughs> the original, so I'm excited. No good songs, no good performances, shitty choreography. Literally nothing worked for this. I have a hard time understanding how someone could enjoy this movie. Other than like one song, which is like, eh, it's 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 an awful time. Um, but Spence, he was a cool, 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 cool writer. There's a song where they're just like, "Hey, here's how sex works." Yup, you're like, "Yup, literally, wow. actually, actually <laughs> though." Um, Garth. I don't have time to think about this right now unless we want to watch it live on air. But, uh, which we could, we could do that. That might be fun. honestly in place of movie of the month. That's you no, know, we, we, we might that. do it. We might do it. Um, yeah, I got to say, so during the pandemic last year, uh, my, my boss, who's not my boss anymore, 
she's played in a match here. Uh, Katie Carlson, uh, very good friend of mine now, especially. But she 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 made me watch this. Uh, we watched it at the theater. Uh, so I got to see this on the big screen and I wanted to die. Uh, I love you, Katie, but this movie sucks. She loves it. She's one of those people who loves it. But me and Maggie wanted out. Uh, it was rough. There is a whole song where they explain sex to the kids in a sex ed class. It's really weird. Um, yeah, this movie's this movie's bad. Not a, not a big fan. Uh, if, and, and just just to be clear, I have decided we will do this later in the show. We will watch the trailer. You could you could see our reactions later. But I swear to God, I swear to God, anybody puts anything in the chat right now, I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. So don't spoil anything in the chat about the trailer. Uh, but well, Spence looks like they've already seen something. So <laughs> shut up. Should we just watch it right now? Should we just stop and watch it right now? Instead of instead of the watch list section, should we just do this? Sure. You know what? Yeah. Well, All no, right. I'm going to do it instead of movie of the month. Like that's we can, we can well, this section that. is probably fair. I, I, I want to do it now. Uh, Boatman, uh, vamp for a minute. Okay. So, you know, uh, you got the films of Albert Brooks. You got Real Life, which is him, like, doing this pseudo-documentary. Uh, then you've got uh, Modern Romance, which honestly, like, is just one of the, like, perfect breakup movies of all time. Then you've got uh, Lost in America, just great road trip comedy. Spence, you've seen Modern Romance, right? Yeah, I watched it because of you, and it's a really yeah. great movie. It's a fantastic it's, movie. I really if you like, hey, I like Five Hundred Days of Summer, but think the actual me- the message is muddled. Watch Modern Romance is not fucking muddled. There, I'll tell you. <laughs> That's true. All right. Uh, no, we're gonna go back this way. All right. Let's do this, and we'll get it over with. And uh, who's? Yes, we could absolutely. Whoever said that, that's a great idea. Uh, okay, so you're gonna randomly get me, <laughs> Boatman, Spence, and Zach's reaction yeah, on the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. So uh, I might cry. Just get ready. Here we go. Uh, all right. Whoa, that was a lot already. Ever since I got bit by the spider. I've only had one week. But my life is so warm. I always when you found out. When you bought that spell, we wanted everyone to forget the Peter Parker's Spider-Man. We started getting some visitors. Every universe. Hello, Peter. You're not Peter Parker. I'm sorry, what was your name again? Dr. Otto Octavius. (laughs) Wait, no, seriously, what's your actual name? There are others out there. We need to send them back. So, Scooby-Doo this crap. You know, all this is kind of your mess. I know a couple of magic words myself, starting with the word please. <laughs> please, Scooby-Doo this crap. 
are flying out into the darkness to fight ghosts. What do you mean? They all die fighting Spider-Man. It's their fate. I'm sorry, kid. Yeah, me too. Don't. Look, there has to be another way. Sirs, they're a danger to our universe. You're not gonna take this away from me. Peter, you're struggling. Everything you want while the world tries to make you choose. This is all my fault. I can't save everyone. They're starting to come through, and I can't stop them. December 17th, exclusively at movie theaters. Tickets on sale November 29th. Spider Monday. Spider Monday. Spider Monday. Spider Monday. Everybody's free day. Taco Tuesday, Spider Monday. Everybody kiss your tarantula. I'm actually very excited for Jamie Foxx in this. <laughs> yeah, that, that, uh... Huh. Uh, yeah, okay, so no, no... Toby Maguire, no Andrew Garfield. It's not happening. I don't think it's happening now. <laughs> they they would have shown him in the trailer if they were going to be in the movie. No, yeah, they, some they, they already you revealed every villain movie. ever made. Like they can wait for that reveal. Yeah, they're waiting. I don't, I, I actually no way Andrew Garfield. We got the lizard. Done. That's pretty big. <laughs> well, Koho thought the lizard was in the last trailer, so. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I think that looks pretty good. Anybody else? What do, what do we think? I'm sure it would be fine. Zach, these are not Zach's type of movies. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, hey, I watch MCU many. Uh, so, like, movies. maybe I missed it. Did we get anything of Rhino? Has Rhino even been confirmed to be in this movie? No, no, Paul Giamatti, buddy. <laughs> no, Paul Giamatti. We got Sandman. We get Thomas Hayden Church, though. That's a pretty big get. We got Thomas Hayden Church. So, all we need to do is have him drive to California. And meet up with Paul Giamatti so that they can have sideways too. And, and, and they do more love, right? How can you in church? It's a big yeah. We don't know that it's actually in church. It has Thomas Hayden church energy. If they kill MJ, I'm gonna be pissed because like I will. Yeah, not, I don't even put that shot in the trailer if they were going. To. I will tell you right now, they're not killing MJ. You are like an eight-year-old watching trailers. Like, are they gonna kill? The hero I'm the a movie. child, Zach. I don't think good. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Uh, let's just go ahead and uh, start the main topic of the show. Uh, coming of age movies. We're going to break them down, uh, create our list of 10 um, movies for this list. Bowman, why don't you kick us off with your first pick? All right. Uh, my first pick uh, I'm gonna go with the obvious boatman pick of the boatmaniest boatman pick. Is in our intro. It's the way way back. Come on, like uh, way way back is just one of the the best coming of age movies of all time, in my opinion. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, just the way that this cast 
just elevates uh, this film. And I, I love these kind of found family movies, you know, where you get the sense of this is our people, like this, a character who feels lonely, like this is my home, you know, and that's where Duncan feels at the water park. And I, I really like that. I love obviously Sam Rockwell. I think this is, he's incredible in this. Uh, Tony Collette is really good in this. Steve Carell is like one of the most hateable movie characters of all time in this. Trent is the worst. Trent is Trent is terrible, and every time I watch it, I find new ways in which Trent is Trent is terrible. Uh, Allison Janney is just the drunkest neighbor of all time. Is hilarious. Maya Rudolph I actually think is real fun in this. So is Jim Rash and Nat Faxon. Uh, I I just really I love this movie. I'm a friend of the three. Come on. Yeah, this movie is absolutely awesome. I just rewatched it um, about a month ago with Maggie, um, and it, it was really great. It, it holds up. It's super uh, fun while also like hitting you in the feels. Uh, Sam Rockwell gives such a good performance here. Like you just like he's charming in most things that he's in when he's playing a good guy. But man alive, he just like yeah, he's so great in this. I I loved every moment that he's on screen in this movie but duncan is such a great lead character to follow in this uh story and you just like the thing that this movie achieves really really well is that it feels real like i saw this movie when i was 17 or six whenever it came out 17 18 and it's it's a little what year did it come out 2013 yeah Okay, so I was, yeah, I was 18 just about, or I was almost 18. So, like, I wasn't quite the age that he is in the movie, but close enough where it, like, I really felt it. Um, And I remember seeing it in the theater by myself because nobody else wanted to go see a movie like that with me. And I was like, oh, I relate to this movie a lot. It's really great. Super good uh, pick. I approve. Zach, have you seen The Way Way Back? Yeah, not since it came out, um, and I remember being like really enjoyable, but also kind of slight. Um, and I, I think unfairly one of those movies that gets hurt by the love of the community. That it, and I, I'm trying to push back against this. When I was like, it's the best thing there is. They're like, are you sure it's like a good movie? And then we start to be like, it's the worst. And really, it's a good movie. It's enjoyable. I don't need to hate against it because people love it, and I'm. I'm I'm trying to get back on that. I'm glad people love things. I'm glad it means something new, but there's something a little, um, like I just, I'm able to connect something a little more plastic um, about it than, than some of the other coming of age movies that I can really like feel myself into. There's a slight artificiality in its depictions. I think. Spence, what do I Zach, If you call this plastic and pick Mean Girls later, you are a hypocrite. Uh, this is great. Girls rules just because there's literal plastics in. Right. Yeah, this is this is a great movie. Uh, I've been meaning to rewatch because I watched it for the first time, very beginning of quarantine. Uh, but by the Blu-ray because I liked it so much because this motherfucker yelled at me about it for a year. Uh, I had a great time, and yeah, friend of the three, Steve Carell is one of the most hateable characters of the decade. Okay, cool. Well, let's move on. Uh, we'll move on to my first pick. Now, there's many different ways uh, you could do a uh, coming-of-age movie. Um, there's, you know, like Boatman said, the, uh, the, the, the kid trying to find his place in the world. 
Um, there's, you know, uh, the, the, the people in high school going to parties and stuff like you, some of your comedies. And then there's your middle earth epic. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm gonna Frodo Baggins comes of age. No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. My first pick is actually going to be call me by your name. Um, I think that this definitely qualifies because I looked to find out if it did. Um, but I actually struggled thinking of things for this that were movies that I actually like really loved. Like there were a lot and I'm sorry if I'm taking um, somebody else's pick, but stuff like blockers or super bad that I like and really enjoy watching, but nothing that I like really felt passionate about. And then, so I dug a little deeper and I realized that this movie totally qualifies. Um, and I love this movie. I've talked about it on quite a few shows where it was one that when I first saw it, I, it was like the third of like four movies I watched in a single day. Um, trying to catch up on Oscar stuff. I saw this the same day as I, Tanya, um, the Florida project. I saw the same day I was trying to catch up on a lot of stuff and it kind of fell in the middle and I don't think it hit me the right way. And then when I revisited it later, it's absolutely hit me. I, I love this movie. I think it's really great. I think the performances are fantastic. Say what you will about the people that are in the movie now and what we think about them. I think that the performances are great. The movie's fantastic. Um, I haven't seen a single... No, that's not true. I've seen Suspiria. So that's the other only other film from the director that I've seen. Um, but... I, I loved this movie, and if his other movies are like this, that I'll probably enjoy them as well. Um, I just, I don't know. There was something about the love story here that um, I just found, like I said about uh, the last one about The Way Way Back, just felt super real. Um, I think the ending of this movie is heartbreaking and really powerful. Um, all the way around, I think this is, uh, people love this movie, but it literally went from like, my fifth number 15 of 2017 to my number one, like after a couple watches, like I, I really love this movie. Uh, Boatman, what do you think about it? Oh uh, yeah. I like this one. I don't have like the love for it that some people do, but I, I do think it's good. Uh, I, I just like the, the vibes of it all in the cinematography. It's, it's like a very, like, it, it honestly reminds me of like a lot of so Sofia Coppola's work in some aspects a little bit. Like it has some lost in translation vibes a little bit. Maybe that's just because it's the kind of international romance feel of it all. But I, I, I really enjoy it. And just the way this movie looks and feels. And I, I love the set, the score. Uh, the the Sufjan Stevens song uh, is great. I, I don't, I've Ooh. never heard his name. Ooh, I, I don't okay, Grandma. Sufjan. That's Sufjan music. Sufjan. Sufjan? Oh, goodness. Uh, Zach. You, you don't get, Zach, you of all people don't get to give me crap about the way I pronounce musicians' names. I don't mispronounce them. <laughs> I just slur them. Uh, Zach, what do you think about this movie? I mean, Sufjan, much better musician than Roy Orbison. Fuck him. <laughs> Um, anyways, uh, I movies, it's great to look at. It's nice to just get like a vacation in Italy, um, during movies sometimes. Um, and I like peach sex jokes for days, just like the best joke material from a movie forever. I don't think we talk enough about the noise of the peach masturbation, it's just like so 
where she and so loud in the theaters. I'm sitting by my mom and I just hear and like I watch a lot of shit my mom, but and it's not even the sex. It was literally just the noise of a peach. I, it's, it's disgusting. More more disgusting than semen in the peach. Um, anyways, the major issue with the movie, which I think, no come for the Spider Man staple. <laughs> Um, come for the Spider-Man reaction. Anyways, I think the major problem, which I could be resolved in rewatches, which I have not had, so that's probably what benefits you, is I did have issues connecting to Timothy Chalamet's performance because I think there is such a disconnect between the two personas, which I think is purposeful. I found him so like one-sided in the way he's trying to do between his like cooler like with the girls to his more shy demeanor that he had um you know with army hammers that had. like this is two different people um so I, I think in a rewatch I can resolve some of that but um that was my main thing holding me back the first time. Okay, Spence, what about you? I like the movie more than I should. But it's over time, I've had a hard time trying to revisit it, just thinking about, like, the... Politics is the right word. Just the idea of portraying a predatory relationship in a semi-positive manner. Like, I, th- I think it's... I, I think it's... It doesn't... It works better than it should, but I'm still sort of uncomfortable with the whole subject matter. That being said, I, I, do, think, I do think Chalamet is great... Uh, Army Hammer eats up every scene he's in. He's fantastic, uh, <laughs> and I really uh, I feel like you're chewing on the scenery a little bit. There. Stop! <laughs> Stop! And I really enjoy Stolberg. Uh, although I think weird nitpick, it uh, his little monologue at the end much better in the book because I have it memorized and it's a lot shorter and a lot worse. I'm really glad he never called Chalamet a snack in that movie. Please. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> he he didn't eat him up, though. Kill me. All right, Zach, your first pick. Um, I'm going to go with my main street pick before, because I usually like to do one, like, obvious all-timer for me, and then one a little more obscure just to plug some shit. Um, I'm going to go with, um, it was on my top 100, I think that's my number four of all time, Almost Famous. Um Almost famous. I like want to live in this world. It's one of those movies that I just like. I watched the extended cut or like the bootleg cut is what they call it. Um, and it's like an extra 40 minutes and doesn't necessarily add it, but I prefer it because I just get to live in that community of people a little longer. It's very warm in the way that Cameron Crowe and his best can really do. They just creates really warm, like enjoyable environments. Uh, with characters you want to hang out with. Um, I'm on the record for being like a Billy Crudup hater in a lot of things. I I often call him the worst performance in really good movies. Um, And this is his one perfect performance. I think he is spectacular in this movie. The mustache does a lot of legwork. Um, but he, he I, I think when you can really connect to the ego of a character, I think he's really good and connects to that well. Um, but, you know, the coming of age story, I think because... Um, Cameron Crowe based on his uh, childhood. There's just such specific um, elements and details to what that character is going through in a really unique environment, um, but really helps us all connect to what we are like when we're like first seen into the adult world, or at least the adult world that we like imagine or wish would be there and come to terms with what it really means to be an adult, um, to really have your innocence kind of be um, 
adjusted, not destroyed, but like adjusted. Um, I don't know. It's one of the movies I've seen the most. Um, and maybe because um, Francis McDormand reminds me of my mom. That's why I like this movie. There you go. <laughs> uh, I've only seen this once. I saw it for the first time last year during quarantine. I really liked it. Um, I, I very much want to watch it again. I, I watched the theatrical cut first, uh, but I do have the bootleg cut as well. So I'm gonna. I plan on watching that. I just wanted to give it some time. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I uh, we talked about it on this show. I think with Spotlight. Um, I actually like Billy Crudup a lot in everything, and I don't know why I tend to like these actors that everyone else just like fucking hates. Uh, but I like him, and I thought he was great in this movie. Thought uh, fucking underdog Jason Lee, right? Is that right? Do I have that right? Yeah. I don't know why I said underdog over like buddy. That's, that's his most. Yeah, important. I don't know. Oh, it's gonna be on his gravestone, Jason. Yeah. Like okay, but anyway. Uh, I really liked him in the movie. Um, overall, I just thought this, it worked a lot for me. I liked this uh, slice of life with a music thing going on. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, and I haven't enjoyed a lot of Cameron Crowe movies. So I was surprised by that. Uh, Boatman, Almost Famous. Love Almost Famous. Uh, to my top 10. Uh, this is another one of those kind of found family movies, which is probably like my favorite subgenre of coming of age movies. Uh, the whole cast here is great. To me, like the, the, the standout is Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman is Lester Bangs. Uh, just he's not in that much of that movie, but like just the, the what, 20 minutes of it he's in, probably not even, I, we'll call it 10. <laughs> like two scenes, two or three scenes. We'll call it 10. His screen time is just favorite, and like my literally my favorite movie quote of all time is, and I'm paraphrasing here, uh, is the only currency that matters in this godforsaken world is what you share with people when you're uncool, and that's from Les Lester Bangs. That's his quote, uh, and I I love that line. Uh, and that that's just kind of, I feel like, summed up the movie in some aspects. It's its just, the, the main character is this very uncool person who is passionate about something. And he's kind of taken in by Stillwater, partially for selfish reasons from Stillwater. But... I, I just think that dynamic is so interesting. I love the, the interpersonal dynamics of the band. I love Penny Lane. It's, it's just a great movie. Spence, what about you? Uh, I, don't, I don't really have a super solid opinion on this. I saw it once when I was, I think, like 13, and I liked it then. I've been meaning to revisit it, especially because a lot, a lot of my friends really do love the film. But I haven't, I haven't found the time to go back and revisit it quite yet. Okay. All right. Um, Spence, we go to you for your first pick. Ooh, uh, sure. Let's go. Let's go with um. I'm gonna snipe, snipe, snipe a pick from Boatman. Not really. I just I think he likes. Actually, no. I'll be nice. Uh, I'll pick a film that I know Tim really likes. No, you can snipe it because I guarantee you can snipe the pick. No, no, no. I'll just I'll pick because Tim likes. Because I know you've seen it. I don't think you have, so I can I can bug you about it more. Pick a 2015 from my 2015 film from my top 100. Uh, it's Brooklyn. Uh, I, I feel like uh, a lot of the coming, coming of age films I normally really love are these big, weighty things dealing with like a deep emotional trauma 
or like someone like reconciling with something in their past. And to me, Brooklyn is the most palatable version of a movie that I still want to like cry my eyes out at. Where it's just like someone just dealing th- dealing with life shit, trying to figure out how to get used to this new environment. How, who like what kind of which boy does she marry? And it's very it could it could come off very slight, but I think I'm double check the director here. John Crowley did like a really amazing job balancing the lightness of it with also like understanding how weighty uh, Alish's decisions are. I just love this movie to pieces, and I recommend it to all the people who are just like Evans Yell, like all the Best Picture nominees, twenty fifteen. Go watch this; it's fantastic. Yeah, this movie's really good. I really liked this when I saw it when it came out. Um, I've only seen it once since, but I was a big fan. Um, I I do like I always say I remember seeing this with Maggie, uh, and uh, we we walked out. I it was one of my favorite movies of the year. I need to give it a rewatch. It's been a long time. Uh, but I remember thinking uh, Tomal Gleason is one of the one of the two guys right in, in this. I think he's, he's really good in the movie. Um, yeah, I enjoyed this one a lot. So good pick, uh, Bowman. Have you seen this? Uh, I have not seen Brooklyn. As Ben said, they have been bugging me to watch it, uh, and I, I want to. But I I started. I watched like the first fifteen minutes of it on a plane in twenty fifteen uh, or twenty sixteen, probably at that point. Uh, but I never actually finished it. How come the planes I go on are they never have movies? Am I just going on cheap flights? Is that the problem? Yeah. Or maybe, maybe just short flights. Like that's the thing is, if you're on a short Wisconsin flight, to Florida wasn't didn't feel like a short flight. Yeah, no, um, that that's weird. Because we like, I will like, like, Florida like usually has movies on flights. You can watch anything on the fucking plane. You have smartphone. Download. I know, I know. Uh, Zach Brooklyn, what do you think? Um, I loved it when it came out, and I, I'd end up finding it at like an exchange or something on Blu-ray, and I just haven't put it back in yet. Um, I, I really want to revisit Sersha's. You know, probably our best actress in their prime working today. Um, and you know, season tickets forever. I've even watched some of her lesser kind of forgotten movies. Um, and and she she, she gives a great you know. Um, kind of fish out of the water performance in this of, of, of an immigrant story um i also have like a huge crush on julie walters like just she's the best i love her um i would divorce my wife for julie walters it'll be um <laughs> we have great uh dinner table conversations um she really fuck the like big disaster of belfast is that they should have casted her instead of helen Mirren. just just saying it the movie would have been helen Mirren is in belfast not helen Mirren. fucking judy dench um, sorry, I meant Judy Dench. Um, I'm getting old. Anyway, they should they should have cast Julie Walters. Uh, she should be everyone's grandma, mother slash landlady. Um, and always be the one at a dinner table because the dinner table scenes in um, Brooklyn rule. Um, and some of the best scenes of that year, according to my Google Sheets list, I keep. Fair enough. All right, uh, we'll move on to my next pick. Uh, I'm going with kind of an unconventional one, but I think it's one that uh, definitely qualifies. Again, I had to think outside of the box a little bit on this. Uh, I'm going with 2017's It. Uh, People don't like this movie. Uh, And I'm sorry, I love this movie. Uh, Call me a a cheap horror lover, I don't know. Uh, I've heard a lot of people say that this is a cheap scares and uh, popcorn blockbusters spooks 
and stuff like that. I don't know, man. I like it. I liked it when it came out. I liked it when I rewatched it uh, a couple years ago, and I liked it when I rewatched it this Halloween. Um, I really like Bill Skarsgård as uh, as Pennywise. I like the kids in this. Uh, I think that all the kids do a really, really good job. Zach looks like he wants to blow his brains out at me talking about this. <laughs> no, I'm just regretting my Helen Mirren thing. It's oh, that's <laughs> I, uh, I, just, I, I liked the coming-of-age aspect that they took kind of the stand-by-me um, approach with the kids' story and everything because uh, it's definitely the better half of the story, and I think they did a perfect job casting all the kids getting the relationships out there they shortchange a couple of them a little bit but i mean unless which they eventually did but unless they were going to make this a three-hour movie you kind of had to a little bit uh they eventually did that with the second one and that was unnecessary but if one of them was going to be three hours it should have been this one um but uh i like the movie a lot i think it's dope uh boatman what do you think no, I, I'll be honest, I didn't realize that there was this weird backlash to it. I A lot of people just, like, that I've talked to think it falls into that camp of just, like, it's just, like, blockbuster Hollywood horror, and it's not, like, indie the witch horror, which I also like, but, you know. That's fair. As someone who I feel like my taste lean snobs, I don't, like, leans a little snobbier-ish. I don't get horror snobs. Those people are sometimes weird and like what they like consider true horror or not. I don't know. Um, people who tell you that Jaws isn't a horror movie, those those people are weird. Um, it, I really like it. Uh, I, I like, there aren't enough horror movies that actually focus on like characters and like actually their interactions and just letting you like these characters as people. And it does a great job about that. Richie is like, Hilarious. Richie's my favorite character uh, in this movie. I'm just one of my favorite horror characters in general. Finn Wolfhard is very fun. Uh, and I, I like the rest of the cast. I think, like, it's very much, you know, it's it's doing that similar kind of kid. Like, Stephen King did it with Stand By Me, and he's doing it here. But, you know, it is kind of Stand By Me, but a horror movie. Uh, in that sense, and I, I just really like the the interaction between these characters, and uh, the, I, I like the scares. I think you know the, there are a lot of really creative uh, scares that you can do with Pennywise, and they, I think they take full advantage of it. Uh, Zach, what do you think? Um, I think it's an okay pick purely because the coming to the age parts is the best parts of the movie. Um, they did so smart with the chemistry of the casting. Um, that they really seem like a group of friends kind of coming together. Some of the horror elements, um, I, I, I'm just a really hard sell on horror as far as keeping my engagement um, and what's happening with the story. Um, uh, same with action, it's very similar in a way. I think because it comes so um, based on the set pieces, I just kind of get disconnected um, from the characters. Um, so so that never fully works, but I, when they are focused on the characters and, and their bond, um, you know, it's really lovely. I think also there might be a wall because I the original TV movie is ingrained in my brain, even though I never watched the whole thing. I made it like 10 minutes in. They ate the kid in the fucking sewer. I was like seven. It was on TV. And I just like cried to my mom and ran away and, and could never think about clowns for like years. That's fair. Uh, Spence, what about you? This is really good. Uh, as I would say that like the number two horror snob, I don't know how Zach feels about horror. 
uh, on this call at least, like I I really like this movie. I think it felt sort of different in the in the in the kind of horror filmmaking. Like it felt it was a blockbuster horror film, which we don't really see nowadays. I feel like it's all like mid budget, but this actually felt like really big, and I could and you could tell with everything behind the scenes about it. I really enjoy it. I revisited it a couple times. It's really watchable, like really rewatchable. Uh, good pick. All right, uh, Bowman, what's your next pick? Um, my next pick, uh, I'm going with another film from my top ten because, like, I coming of age, I think is just one of my favorite subgenres. Actually, you know what? No, no, I could pick a different movie. I don't think it's going to get picked, but it's a movie. I I'm not picking Days and Confused, but that's like a movie in my top ten that I love. Uh, I'm going to pick Breaking Away, uh, the the '70s uh, film Breaking Away, because not enough people talk about that one. Uh, this is uh, a really good movie. Uh, for those who don't know, this uh, basically uh, takes place in uh, Indiana, and it is basically just kind of about these teenagers, like post high school, who are just trying to figure out what they're doing with their lives, uh, and kind of it's it's very much a hangout movie. But then it kind of turns into a sports movie, but it's a very naturalistic sports movie. Kind of becomes about this bicycle race. Uh, and the four main characters are all just great. And I, I just really like the vibes of this movie. Uh, Dennis Quaid is really good in it. Jack O'Reilly Haley is good in it. The, the whole cast is great. Uh, I, I just, oh, Daniel Stern is probably my favorite part of this movie. He's fantastic. Of I'm course, just, the person that you are most like will always be your favorite character. I mean, not always. <laughs> like, but okay. Thanks for calling. <laughs> um, um, I like. I think, you've, I think you've brought this up on this show before because I think I did for like favorite movie I watched that week. That might be it because I remember hearing about this, but I've it's one of Paul's favorite movies too. I don't know if he's been yeah. on, but he and I think he you watched it because he, he it was one of those things where like. You did it in the watch list segment one week, and then the next week you had watched it, so you want you talked about it. Yeah, um, I still want to see it. I just haven't gotten there yet. So, Zach, have you seen it? Um, I have seen it, um, and um, it's enjoyable and it's fun, but it also just rings like very slight for me, especially something a little goofy, um, where like a lot of the conflict is like the father-son conflict is like the kid wants to like be Italian and live in Italy. And I always just seem like, and he speaks an Italian accent as a, as a bit. I don't know. And it's, a, it always seemed a little silly, but basically in aspects to me, never fully resonated in an impactful manner. When I think there's some like important themes there of being like the townies and, and do you escape and that's there, but the bicycling, bicycling, goodness, um, fucking teacher bicycling. Um, basically, um, it, it, it's such a, a, a kind of niche uh, lens to, to, to put the movie through that, that I, it left me, left me a little isolated. Spence, what about you? It's a sports movie, so no. <laughs> Fair enough. Not really a sports movie. Uh, all right, Zach, what's your next pick? Um, I fucking, I forgot. Um, oh, okay. I um, This is me going with a really you know, niche pick that you can all say you haven't seen them will move forward. Cause sometimes I just want to talk about shit. I want to talk about, um, there's a movie I'm going to say 2016. I'm going to mess up the year, but I'm um, called the fits. Um, very, uh, 
independent um, film um, that I got lucky to see at you know the the University of Wisconsin theater um, in theaters because um, I don't think it played very wide. Um, uh, and I'm blanking the director's name. Um, she has not made another, another movie. Something Rose Helmer, I believe. Um, and so this is a a movie about a kind of dance group um, or a specific girl who was a boxer, but she she really wants to be part of this dance team at, at her at her school. Um, but on their kind of dance team, girls just start having fits. They start having not epileptic, but kind of similar to like like an epileptic seizure um, could 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 be like. Um, into it, it kind of jumps into the surreal, with ever like fully indulging the surreal. But there's moments that are very kind of magical. The 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 the, the fits they're having have a very kind of supernaturalish feel because it's happening to all the girls, and it's really it's it's a metaphor for puberty, um, and 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 the girls undergoing change in this girl herself who's kind of came from this tomboy interest and background of, of fighting going through her, her own change and discovering more of her feminism and discovering more of her personal freedom when she comes because she you knows she was so connected to her brother through this boxing and she's finding her own path and her own interest and her own freedom and i think just the the perspective they are able to give that character um is, is very beautiful and lovely and uh, you know the camera um gives her moments to really shit, like give pure spirit there's a movie on a, a bridge where she is like going to her dance moves to the boxing and then and i i i probably could have put billy elliot in this list i have a great love for billy elliot there's a scenes where he's dancing in the the streets um and just like laying out a really cathartic um set of motions and and this movie i think does a very similar thing so it gives her really cathartic moments to just express yourself physically without words um, in a way that I, I always find, you know, really lovely and, and approach. Um, it, you know, it's a it's an indie movie, um, underseen. Um, I just want to always get people to check some of this stuff out, um, and to expand our horizons to watching more art house movies. It's a lovely movie. Um, so the fits. All right. Uh, yeah, I've not heard of this one, um, but I will add it to the list because I like what you're saying. So, Omen, what about you? Have not seen it nor heard of it. Spence, I have heard of it thanks to uh, film spotting. I, I I meant I meant to see it when it came out, but it sort of slipped by me. I watched Kicks instead. Zach, have you seen that? No. Uh, but I think I'd like. It. I just haven't gone around to it. Okay. Uh, Spence, your next pick. My next pick is absolutely a Bowman pick, but you're out of pick, so it's fine. I'm picking an Alexander Payne movie. Pick an election because I think. I, I, I like the uh, the idea of it being coming of age because not only is it like a coming of age for multiple characters for not only for um for Tracy but also the brother and sister duo in the film also like I think I think there's, there's an interesting conversation to have about like can older characters have a coming of age because I think that Roderick does have that sort of thing or at least like he's he's his he's in a like a uh, a life changing situation where he keeps making making dumb shit and making mistakes and he changes as a person throughout and like the idea of making like your main character like just like this really shitty villain i think it's really interesting especially in this atmosphere where we're supposed to like trust our teachers and he's like the the head of villainy of the story uh and i, I love everything about it i love i love reach with spoon again i love the brother and sister duo how they fight and how it sort of uh builds their campaigns against each other and i love not the last like yes last shot of the film but also when it's revealed that uh, he rigged the election 
and just the person just holding up the two votes out of, out of, out of the trash bin. And just you see how how like terrible Roderick feels, not that he did it, but that he got caught. This is an amazing, amazing movie. I haven't seen this. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do want to see it. I've heard really good things about it. Um, the Alexander Payne movies that I have seen. Um, I saw The Descendants. That's him, right? Uh, yeah. I, I, I liked that. I hated with a burning passion downsizing. Fuck. I mean, that's the one most people don't like, so don't hold that against Fuck. Me. It's also really good. So oh, I kind of like yeah. it. Stop. <laughs> Stop. I kind lying. of like it, but I get why people hate it. Same. Oh, it's bad. Anyway, uh, I do want to see this, though. Everything that I've heard about it, um, I like. It sounds like the type of movie that I would love. So, uh, Boatman, what about you? Uh, yeah, uh, I love Election. Uh, I think that, like, Reese Witherspoon gets sometimes gets a bad rap for like her later work, but she is just pitch perfect in this movie. Just utterly hateable in like the best way possible. Like Tracy Flick is just it. It feels like obviously it feels like heightened for the sake of comedy and film, but like everyone has known this type of person in high school, this aggressively annoying overachiever. Uh, like I, I just think that that Tracy Flick is just fantastic. I also really like Ethan Clyde. He's very funny in this movie. Uh, he's kind of just this this doofus, and I can't remember the name of the actress that plays the the his sister. But he's very, or she's very funny in this too. Um, she uh, Jessica Campbell. Yes, uh, there's a great uh, moment where uh, she gives a speech uh, and is basically like, "Who cares?" And it's it's one of the funniest moments in the movie. Zach, what are you? What about you? Yeah, um, so Michael Campbell's um, reference there is to my wife. Uh, uh, my wife Sarah. Uh, is Reese Witherspoon's her favorite actress. Um, we have watched every Reese Witherspoon TV show. Um, so to say her career has you know, gone downhill is, is wrong according to her. Um, but I have not the election. It'll be an easy sell for her. I can get her to watch um, just because she is um, in it. And I also do like Alexander Payne. I like Downsizing uh, in Nebraska. He's a, he's a very me director. Even though some of his biggest movies like Sideways and Election I have not seen. Um, and they're such Zach movies in, in a lot of ways. So someday. When I um, divorce my wife for Julie Walters and go on a wine tour, I'll watch Sideways so I can, it can you know, fulfill that experience to its most extent. That's fair. All right. Um, who else has another pick they want to throw out? We need two more. Oh, wait. We're just throwing out picks? Yeah, whoever has one. Shit. I, I, I'll, I'll have one. I'll use this as I alluded to it. Uh, Days of Confused. Fantastic. Richard Linklater's best movie, in my opinion. There are people that hate it. Those people are, are poopy. Um, you're both poopy. Uh, no, I, I really like Days of Confused. I like the look into all of these different groups i don't even want to say clicks but groups of like this high school experience put into this like little lens that you're seeing it through and just 
everything that's going on here. I, I love seeing just ever like the way that like Floyd kind of intersects through all of them. Uh, and it, I, I just really like it. I love the seventies feel of it all. The soundtrack is great. My favorite stuff in the movie is Mike, Tony and Cynthia. Uh, just all of them uh, and their interactions. Great. I, I love this movie so much. Uh, Adam Goldberg, uh, Anthony Rapp and, uh, Beck's sister, whose name escapes me at the moment. Um, they're all great. Um, I've seen this once. I thought it was very fine. Um, I like everybody wants them. That's that's the one of the two that I would rather watch again if it were me. Uh, but me and Bowman have talked about this a lot. Actually, he he probably won't remember it. But no, I do remember us talking. We, we've talked about it. this. Was one of the first episodes of uh, I talk about movies with a lot of people, Tim. I just thought our moments together were special. I but, remember yeah. that moment. You're talking to more people than Tim Bowman. You're not loyal to him. God. Um, wow. No, I, I, but I liked it fine. Uh, it's just, it's not really a Tim movie, uh, this one. Uh, so, Zach, what about you? I mean, it's really exactly. I mean, I adore it. It's also one of my mom's favorite movies. I feel like at a young age, I was able to connect with, like, I was like, really, as I was experiencing what adult movies could be, I was like, yeah, this is really cool and fun. And I was able to connect with my mom through as her, like, explaining her high school experience through this movie because she would have been in high school around the same time as this, you know, late 70s. Um, and to me, it's also the magic is it's endlessly relatable. Like this was not my high school experience because I found out kids were drinking after high school. I'm like, where, who, why did I never get fucking invited to this shit? Like I didn't never see a beer until college. Um, it's not true, but, um, in college, this was like very much my experience. So like the communities intersecting and the different personas, you know, connecting with each other, which is, that's the part of the movie that I, I get really engaged with. It's how the different people from, you know, different interests and backgrounds really connect with each other through their one magical night of campfire party. What about you, Spence? Uh, I don't like it. And not for any like huge, big reason. It's just, again, sort of plotless. I don't like um, those kind of Linklater movies for the most part. Uh, will I ever like this? Probably not. I'm going to rewatch it relatively soon, but I, at the end, this movie is just, just not not my type. There is a um, really big, huge reason why you don't like it. It's because you have shitty-ass taste. Oh, so, so uh, can, I take, can I take the last, the last pick? Because fuck sack. Sure. <laughs> I, I had one, but... That's yeah, right, fuck you. Uh, I'm going to take, again, the idea of, like, you can do coming of age for adults, right? But we're still teen protagonists, which sort of counts. I'm gonna pick Pleasantville because I also I, I think my favorite part about it is like not only is it like a challenging narrative about having to change a town and then the actual danger of the 1950s through uh, Tobey Maguire and uh, Reese Witherspoon again, uh, like they, they sort of changed the whole town really. Like the idea of them understanding like what their parents went through and the maturity of being an adult and getting through high school is impacting everyone around them and their sort of changes as humans are also going through everyone. I especially love um, their mom getting with Jeff Daniels and just sort of like finding finding love that way and getting out of a shitty relationship. And everyone, I don't know, it's just, it's a film that's always sat with me and I really want to go back and revisit, revisit it, but it was just like a, such a stark amazing screenplay that I think was like translated beautifully onto film and it's always stuck with me because of that okay uh I have not seen this 
I have heard of this many times. I've been told I would like it, but I have not seen it. Boatman, what about you? I really like Pleasantville. It's been a while since I've revisited it, but uh, I, I really enjoy it. Uh, I love classic sitcoms, so the way that this movie kind of pokes fun at a lot of those, I really enjoy. But then it goes beyond just kind of poking fun and haha, we're in a sitcom, and is actually a pretty strong allegory uh, for a lot of different things, actually. Uh, and I, I think does that very well. Uh, I, I like the cast in this. I actually really like William H. Macy in this. I think he's great. Uh, and I, I like the, the the look of this film. And Don Knotts is always going to get me on board. He's a, he's a national treasure. And Zach, what about you? Um, I really need to revisit because I like loved it as a teenager. I think we watched it in school for whatever weird reason. So didn't she like masturbate in the tub? Like how did we watch this in high school? Like I feel like someone does and the tree sets on fire because how dare why, she? Why are we talk about come fire? twice tonight, Zach? <laughs> <laughs> this is part of the movie. I'm not just bringing out nothing. Okay. Anyways. Um, so I I, I I remember being enthralled, you know, now I'm 16 years older um and and times have changed i'm, I'm interested in the, how my my eyes have seen more movies had it views it um but i i remember it very pleasantly i did not intend upon it just didn't uh, i need a source in my hand to come up with a different word all right uh so that's the list um those are the 10 movies go over to uh the letterbox to check out the list give it a like link right there multiplex logged it is the username um every movie that we talked about tonight will be on there stick around uh we are going to talk about um the movie of the month real quick um and then uh we will talk about the uh code giveaway so um spence have you seen guess who's coming to dinner no there. Neither is Zach, so I think... No, I have seen it. What are you fucking talking about? Oh, Black Hat. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I, he said he did. Oh, I thought he didn't. Sorry. My bad. Go ahead, Zach. Uh, yeah, I've seen this multiple times. Um, Once, for a reason, and then I did my, like, Catherine Hepburn, Cat Hep. What am I saying? I misheard her name. Cat Hep Marathon um, to watch this for. And, you know, it is enjoyable. It's a great acting set piece. Um, almost like getting a chance to watch some of our best classic actors be in theater. This is could be the closest you get because they just get to deliver long monologues. Um, you know, Spencer Tracy gave a lot of great shit. I, I actually think Sidney Poitier, who I watched all three movies he did in 67, this is, I think, the best performance over in the heat of the night because I think there's such a, a, a control and dignity that's so important to maintain throughout the movie um, that, that it, it, it is really magical. Um, I think people get a little crazy about this movie. I, 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 I think it's even in 67, the politics were a little timid and, um, and, and not hailing it to the, I don't know the word I'm trying to say, but, but to the extent to where you're really dealing with the subject matter that they dealt it with, with gloves on their hands, with a liberal mindset um, that, that um, is it Norman Jewison, the director that he, he was, um, comfortable with doing with what are you talking about? Guess who's, who's the director? Not Norman Jewison. Fuck, what did Norman do? He did it in the heat of night, yeah. Norman Jewison did it in the heat Thank of you. night. I can't use that. Stan, yeah, Stanley Kramer. I think you know, he always went to deal with like political matters and important things, but there's always 
a, a level of comfort that he kept without digging too deep. Because um, there's a lot of movies in that time, especially in New Hollywood, was coming on that was getting a little more daring, a little braver. Um, so there's a safety to it that that makes it not as hitting as it can be. But it's still enjoyable. I said it's a great acting showcase. All right. Ah, so that's going to do it for us for the show. Um, like I said at the beginning, if you're still around, um, right after this show, I am going to be giving away uh, two digital codes. One is for the uh, Hobbit trilogy in 4K. One is for the Lord of the Rings trilogy in 4K. Um, if you would uh, like that, watch the Facebook page now. Watch it. Um, what you need to do in order to win is like this Facebook uh the facebook post for the show that i posted at the beginning you also need to uh go and follow the letterbox page multiplex logged it if you have not liked that post and you have not followed the letterbox page you will not qualify to win the code so uh those will be getting posted uh shortly um and that'll be that and then like i said the other giveaway with the physical box sets um, we will talk uh, next week's show. So uh, if you are interested in the digital codes, go like that post, go follow the letterbox page and uh, you will see the post very soon from me on Facebook. So I want to thank uh, Spence and Zach uh, for being here tonight. Thank for filling in last minute. Uh, Boatman. Thank you as always for being here uh, next week. Uh, we have the sports biopics. Boatman is out. I will be uh, I will be here with some group of people who fucking knows. Um, it'll be interesting. So we'll see you guys uh, next week with that one. Until then, tune in to YLS tomorrow. All the stuff going around, fandom, war zone, fan zone, all the stuff. We'll see you real soon. Bye. In case I don't see you. Good afternoon. Good evening.